these are the Stanley Cup champions cheering for us. Obi could beat the fuck out of Wayne Gretzky. Could you break Wayne Gretzky's leg? Because he's 24. The smoke blinds from straight 40s before I go out for warmies. We got like half dressed and then last four, and we we're just going nuts. We're in the locker room by then. We we're just going absolutely bananas. What it do, DMV? It is episode 100 of Chirp and DMV, and it's a big one. It's a big one, but it's 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 big because we're here. AB episode 100, man. I want to start with you. When we built the recording studio in KP's garage two 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 years ago, and now here we are, man. Yeah, uh, it's gotten it's gotten pretty big over the uh, over the past couple of years. We've had some fun with it. We've got more shows uh, now um, that I'm trying to participate in more, but schedules kind of been keep me from doing that. We we've been doing some. Some pregame happy hour shows. We had those the playoff uh, post game shows. I love doing those. Um, and yeah, I mean, we just we just keep grinding away here. Yeah, it's um, it's it's fun because I think back to the studio and how kick ass it was. How 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 many yeah, weeks we spent like building that thing and hanging all the jerseys and it. Once we got that L shaped table that where we could all sit around it like a legit setup. Whew. Yeah, that studio was sick. I mean, it was it was it was definitely fun to go over there and just like sit down and like. I mean, it kind of sucked because on during the summer we were sweating our balls off, and then it was because we were literally in a garage. <laughs> yeah, and then when it's like fucking thirty-five degrees out, we're like fucking thirty goddamn. Yeah, thirty goddamn uh, space heaters on, tr- trying not yeah. to trip the power. Yeah, so and, then, and then the power goes off, and then we're just like, well, fuck. Yeah, then you lose the recording. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, shit. oh shit. So yeah, yeah. Started from us, just kind of drinking on the couch one night to uh, now. Here we are, episode one hundred. Thanks to guys like Ben. What's going on, man? The content's been buzzing, but uh, we got a big one today. Big one. Big one for me personally. Kind of yep. took me down an emotional journey, this one. There it is. So if you didn't see the graphic, if you didn't read the title, we are joined by Caps defenseman number four, Brendan Dillon, for about 45 minutes. We chat all things, how the season's going, fans in arena, Dilly, Dilly does DC, maybe a little content piece we'll do for him here. Maybe we'll have a little fun, maybe. buzz around, but a uh, hell of an interview, boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was fun to talk to. Yeah, he's yeah, and he pretty much, you know, he he talked about being on spin chickles a little bit. We talked current caps, past caps, uh, a little bit about his about his career, and uh, yeah, he's he was an, he was an awesome interview. Been giving him the best friend treatment, and then trying to sue him with that uh, jumbo backstrom. Who's better? Question. Yeah, <laughs> I just honestly wanted to know, but I knew that he couldn't answer that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he, the professional approach, man. There it is. He's he's trained. He knows what he's doing. Uh, let's talk weekends. AB the chirping DM. So Ben loved it, man. The chirping DMV roller hockey team. I up in like Wars, we posted one. Well, we posted one update when there was one to know, and there's a reason we didn't post anymore. I mean, <laughs> it's fucking frustrating. Dude. Well, I'm one that too. There was no fucking service at the rink, so uh, the next day we didn't play till six fifty. So you wouldn't have gotten an update till six fifty. And then it was pretty much drive right from that rink to the neck to the other rink, which was like fucking 45 minutes away, which sucked. That's a nightmare for roller hockey. To, yeah. To get to our game. Yeah. Which was at 10 20. And again, there was no fucking service there either. So I, I like, I honestly just forgot after the six fifty game, then it was 10 20. Uh, didn't get back home till like 1130 or 12. So just like, I was just like, Oh, fuck it. This didn't really send any well, uh how how the tournament go for the chirping dmv boys because it was nice seeing that logo up there fifth out of 20 on day so, one it was a load of bullshit 
Um, well, we we went so we went one and two. Um, the format was twenty. There were twenty four teams in the in the tournament. Only the top twelve made playoffs. Uh, normally, how these tournaments go, and any other weekend, I don't know why it didn't happen this weekend. They split it up into like an A division and a B division. So you're guaranteed at least like four to five games. Ah. This time we're only like this time you're only guaranteed three games. There's no B division or anything like that. I mean, like I I don't want to be like sitting here and be bragging like yeah we won the B division and shit like that. But like still like we paid a shit ton of money to play and we're only guaranteed three games. I mean it kind of fucking that's that's the annoying part to me and the yeah. fact that the two rinks that we're playing at are fucking forty five minutes away. So that yeah. was kind of yeah brutal. that's crazy. But yeah, we'll get into the tournament a little bit here. First game, Please. we win uh, 5-2. It was a tough game. Um, it was like 2-2. Two to two. We, we pretty much held the lead um, the entire game. Like we went up – or they went up one nothing real quick, and then we tied it up 1-1, made it a 2-1 game. Uh, we're feeling, feeling pretty good. Then they tied up late in the second period. We're like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, it's 2-2. Two two. Um, kind of get, like, oh, getting, getting our legs under us, uh, underneath us, and, and then – we get a power play uh, with like five minutes left in the game. Um, we tucked it. Uh, not a big deal. It was me. Uh, short side, <laughs> top rip. Yeah, that was sick. Oh, 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 um, oh, oh. Do you have an office in roller hockey on the power play? Uh, I don't, but it was – we kind of – The whole ring's his office, man. You're establishing yeah. one. I was going to say, we were kind of just like – it was kind of off a rotation play, honestly. But, um, yeah, made it a 3-2 game. Uh, then – for like in, in these tournaments, like where there's only 12 teams that are like going to make it, there's going to be a shit ton of two and one teams and the tiebreaker is goal differential. So I don't know why, but the other team pulled their goalie. Like that's kind of the dumbest move to do in this type of tournament. Yeah. So they pull their goalie, we score, we make it four, two. We're like, all right, this is great for our goal differential. Just in case we like are in a playoff run or anything like that. Um, so make it four to two. And then they pull their goalie again, uh, and we're like, holy shit. And then they, they take a penalty or something like that, uh, the face-off in their end. Um, we win the face-off, rip it, 5-2. 5-2 win. We're like, all right, we're going to roll through this tournament. This is going to be easy. All right, let's do this. Next game, we get absolutely pumped. It's okay. it's 4 nothing after the first. We're like, oh, holy boy. fuck. And we're like, all right. <laughs> Let's let's slow the game down here. Let's try to not ruin our goal differential. We'll go one and one and try to win this this late night game and go two and one. Um, we did make a little bit of a comeback. Uh, ended up uh, the game ended up at like six to three. So our goal differential okay. we're one and one, and our goal differential is zero. Not the worst position not to be the in. Best, yeah. Not definitely not the best, but not the worst. So going to we're we're going into the final game. We need to win. Well, that, that's plain and simple. It doesn't matter about goal differential or anything. You just need to win. Um, we go in, score two goals. The first fucking minute and a half of the game, we're up 2 nothing. I'm like, holy shit, we might pump this team. The goalie sucked. The goalie was fucking <laughs> awful. We're just, we're literally just like, all right, put anything on that. It's going to go in. And so we go up 2 nothing real quick. They make it a 2-1 game. I'm like, all right, whatever. Get back out there, make it 3-1. Uh, and then it was kind of a back and forth game from there. It's like, they make it three, two. Uh, and then we score one more right before the end of the first half, like with like four seconds left, big talk by JC, make it four, two game. We're like, JC, all right, we're shout out, baby. Let's go. Yeah, big talk by JC. Um, 
make it a 4-2 game. We're feeling good. 12 minutes left, and we're, we're on to the playoffs. And there was just there, there was just a complete collapse. There's took a couple of seconds left. He's he scored with oh, no, gotcha, no, no, gotcha, no. Gotcha. in the first half. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I was like, okay, this is, if that's a collapse, if I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's the end of the game here with 12 no, seconds no, no, left, no, no, you blow no. it. <laughs> no, there's still there's still 12 minutes left. Okay, gotcha. Um, so yeah, then we we take a couple of penalties. Uh, they capitalize. They tie the game. Um, and then it, the game, the game ends up being seven to four and like it, there is, they scored, they make it five, four with like three minutes left. Um, then we pull the goalie, they make it six, four. And then, uh, it was just kind of, you know, we pulled the goalie again. Cause at this point, goal differential yeah. doesn't matter. We're, we're trying to win, but I mean, we had it in our hands. We were better than that team. Uh, it was a seven, four, it ended up being a seven, four game. We, we were definitely better than that team. We were, we were out playing them the whole time and then we just collapsed. But the shittiest part of it all, yeah. Is so this is uh, this is the interesting part. Uh, this, I guess if do you want to call it shitty or do you want to call it a silver lining? We'll let Ben decide here because your only mm-hmm. win of the tournament was against the fucking champions. The team we beat <laughs> won the whole goddamn tournament. That's tough. <laughs> and the three teams that we played, we had the tough. We easily had the toughest draw of the tournament. And after the first game, I was telling like we're 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 thinking in our heads, we're like, oh, we probably got a pretty good draw here. No, we had the toughest draw of the tournament. All three of the teams that we played were in the semifinals. So there was like, damn son, there was nothing we could do. Like, I mean, not nothing we could do. I mean, we outplayed, we outplayed two of the teams, obviously, but like, did just didn't win one of them. That 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 second game, we got pummeled. That team was just flat out better than us, and that's who ended up being in the championship. It was uh, the team we beat, the Vipers, versus the team that beat us six to three. That kind of pummeled us, the Iron Knights. Uh, we got any picks of the chirping jerseys we can put on social? Uh, there are some picks. They're not the greatest quality. I'll tell I you that. Care. I need some uh, team picks to pump on social. How am I supposed to pump the boys without any I, team picks? I know. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, my, our, kind of a, so, wasn't the greatest. So the easy team that you beat first beat the really hard team that beat you in the second game. Yeah, they had the leading score in the whole thing, and we knew we knew that they had one good like player pretty much. Like, um, we had a, we had a kid on our team. He's like number twenty. That's that's their guy. And then he came down and scored the first goal, and it was a complete, like, bar down, rip, short side. And I was like, holy shit, that kid's fucking good. So we kind of shut him down, like, the rest of the game. Like, we, we just kept him outside, made sure he didn't get any clean shots, and that was it. And he ends up running the tournament pretty much by himself. I mean, in, in uh, I think it was in six total games played, he had 20 points. Oh, so, not bad. Yeah, not not bad for not that. Not bad. little run. Yeah. Good time at Krebs House, though. I think I faced out you guys Saturday night. Yes. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I you did. Think. Yeah, <laughs> some, yeah. Uh, with, with some of your Spanish friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a bit of a. We had like one of those all day parties here at the house. You know, it's um basketball's on. Just kind of come and go as you please all day. Had the had the Caps boys over. Wardo, any shout them out. Had a little watch party there. Um, depressing weekend. Yep. It's it's like seasonal WVU depression, man. It's. Mm. Uh, and you, yes, you do it to Sunday yourself was, now. Sunday was bad. Sunday was a bad day. You do it to yourself now, buddy. Was the, I had a bad time Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could imagine. I get I get, I, I get I'm just way too invested and just the like so hopeful. Had going in. That just that watching, watching teams. Once Illinois lost and I was like, they're in our region. Like that just makes our run easier. Like, yeah. cause it, it would have been Illinois for us in the elite eight. If they would have yeah. won, obviously if we would have won, but. Yeah, well, now that bracket is like 
absurd. I don't care about the brackets, man. I just yeah. the Mounties. I just care about the Mounties. Yeah, I just know that I'm I mean, last in ours. Ben, I hope yeah. you know this. This is every single year. Any any sport for Billman. If 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 it's football, they're going. He thinks they're going undefeated that year. He thinks they're going to win the national championship. Every <laughs> Will Greer, year. baby. And yeah, Will Greer, um, Geno Smith, blah blah, yada yada yada. In our fantasy yeah. football. He always he used to always draft Geno Smith. He's kind of off that train now. He did draft Will Greer, I think, last year. It's at, at the yeah. at the end of the draft. Uh, Tavon Austin. I mean, he drafts every West Virginia All legends. player. Yep. And Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> always Larry. And uh, yeah, and then I just get extremely depressed when we lose. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I was watching. I was watching the other teams go down. And I was just like, national championship or bust. Because well, we were a damn good basketball team this year. Like we were. I mean, we were a favorite. You're up there. Yeah, so what I'm shocked about is you not blaming any of the rules or refs in this whole situation. No, we played terrible, man. I just it, the Mounties just played so bad. That's all. I can't be mad at that. We I think Taz Sherman, who's usually like a 24 points per game guy, had I think five points. Derek Culver, who's usually good for 15 points and 20 rebounds a game, had played like six minutes tops. And uh, yeah, we went down like 16 in the first half, and I was like, I'm gonna. F- fucking put my head through this wall right now we, yeah. we made it at six points we got a lead in the second half and i thought we were money but fucking syracuse man it's old biggies bullshit and i hate it yeah i mean there there is a bullshit rule that you guys kind of got hosed on that it's not the reason why you lost but that rule where the 10 second violation rule to it's 10 seconds yeah, to get yeah. over half court yeah, yeah and then yeah, if yeah. they're at eight seconds they can call timeout and it completely restarts is bullshit yeah. Yep. That is a bullshit yep. rule. And I thought that jump ball at the end uh, was should have been possession arrow, not a foul on our guy. The one that they kind of try to throw up in the air. Uh, whatever. Ben, how was your weekend, man? Uh, my weekend was good. Thanks for asking. I haven't been paying too much attention to March Madness, but all my roommates have been. And uh, on Saturday, went out to Costco, got burgers and hot dogs, came back. Everyone was drinking on the front yard, so I grilled those up for everyone, played some beer dye. I was up to like four in the morning after that, like a 12 hour session of drinking, and then uh, went to bed and felt terrible on Sunday. <clears throat> sounds sounds good. Sounds sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what that's yeah, that's about what we did. Yeah, we played we were playing beer dye and everything too. So enough of that. Let's get to some caps news and notes here quickly. Trevor Van Reams like uh two-year extension, uh just under a million dollars per season. About 900K. Uh, kind of a shocking. I don't know if it's shocking or not, but she's kind of like, oh, we just resigned him and we're not really playing him at all. Uh, ben, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on this? I just think that they saw his 58 seconds the other night, liked what they saw, needed to lock him up, make sure he didn't get make it to free agency. But uh, no, I like it. I feel like TVR is pretty good like for what he's making. Like I feel yeah. like he's a solid 7D, whatever he is, yeah, 7D. Sure. I mean, I am quite confused by it. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a solid move from the Caps organization, but if I'm TVR, like, I don't know, I just, I just, I, I just suited up for a game and got zero minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I, I wouldn't yeah, be like the happiest. I mean, I don't know. I, like, I, maybe they said something like, "Look, like these guys aren't going to be like Char might, is probably not going to be here next year. You're probably yeah, you got to think that. Time. Like, what so, if we like, move someone? You know? Yeah, like." There's there's definitely other things that we're not seeing behind the scenes. I just thought it was like literally like the game after he gets zero minutes. It's like, oh, we just extended him. <laughs> it, it was it's just kind of weird in the timeline of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like I said, it it, it kind of shocked me not in terms of like, oh, what are we doing? We're just like, this is happening like right now. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. But I don't hate it. 
Yeah, I, I didn't hate it, it either. People, uh, you yeah. know, like we talked, we talked about it all the time. Death, man, good ass depth. Yeah, and for all I know, he's probably like, "Fuck yeah, you guys are paying me nine hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and I'm not doing shit. This is awesome." <laughs> like honestly, yeah. like yeah. he could be. I don't know. That's that's probably what Biz would be thinking, right? Easy. Something like that. Uh, Travis Boyd reuniting with uh, our capital guys up there in Vancouver. He gets picked up off free agency by, or off waiver. Sorry, by uh, none Vancouver and the Vancouver yeah. Canucks by Vancouver, baby. So uh, yeah, uh, you, AB, you were always a big fan of his. Yeah, I love Travis Boyd. I thought he, I, I thought he was a nice skilled player, but uh, just couldn't find room for him on this roster. And I guess, I mean, if you look at Toronto's roster, it's kind of the same thing, right? I like. He's got the he's got some skill, man. He can pull off some he's like he's a very good player, yeah. Got pretty good hands. He's got some decent speed. Um, I just I, I mean, I'm I hope he gets he gets some playing time at wherever he wherever he ends up. I mean, he's in Vancouver right now. I hope he finds his way on the onto the into the lineup, maybe some third line scoring depth or something like that. But yeah, I remember his like first career point. It was like a spinorama apple to Ovi. It's like I, I like this guy. Like, yeah. Okay, we're gonna be seeing a lot of him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he just hasn't gotten a legit like chance. Like, like all right, you're gonna play like 20, 25 games in a row. Let's just see mm-hmm. how you do. You know, I feel like he's just. It's yeah. always like, all right, you're getting in tonight. You're scratching next night. I know he's like an games. advanced analytics god. Like they love him. I'm sure. Yeah, because in he gets so community. he probably gets so little playing time. Yeah, all and, of his stats are just crazy. Yeah, so and he's in the offensive zone like all the time, probably. So, yeah. love it. So let's 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 uh, let's keep talking depth here, and let's talk some Connor McMichael. Uh, are we Good seeing game. this? Are we seeing this three-two yeah. uh, win? Yeah, over the devil. So, fifty-three seconds left in the game. He scores, not bad. Um, and then he goes ahead and just says, screw it. I think I'm going to get the game winner as well. And he just kind of, uh, it's right there at the end of overtime too. It looks like there's about 12, 14, 10 seconds left. They play the puck up the ice and it's just, he's gone. And (laughs) Conor McMichael, baby, heating up in the AHL. You love it. Absolutely electric sellies too for these goals. Yeah, that guy was pumped when he scored. He's like giving him the dude. The, the, the yeah, the the one team was literally right at one second left in the game. He just hammers it home in the slot, and it's just like he kind of drops and gives the Obi fist pump a little bit. Yep. Yeah. So this kid's gonna be electric. I can't wait to get him up up on the in the roster. I mean, I still think he's a year or two out. I was gonna say, um, do you think that happens next year or no? Because I don't know how it could. Depends. I don't think it does, honestly. I think I think they're gonna take their time with this kid. Yeah, I think so um, too. So I mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's he's shown that he's a goal scorer. I mean, I think it. Well, he has six goals in fourteen games, uh, which leads the Bears. I guess it's pretty good because he's like what nineteen. Yeah, and yeah. leading your leading your team in goals ain't bad either. And they yeah. seem to be clutch. Like this isn't his first overtime Eight goal. Goals. Is it? No, I don't think so. But there's, yeah. I mean, a game time goal and a game winning goal, big time goals. Yeah. Maybe if they don't re sign Ovi, he can take over. <laughs> yeah, Had, didn't he get a, did he get a hat trick this year or no? I think Why he did. That up? I, believe I, thought he did. I believe he got one. I, I feel like we talked about it. I don't follow the Bears enough to like really know, but I, I feel like we talked about it. You know what but I mean? You don't watch Do we, Bears hockey on the weekends? He's going Not usually. He scores in right now that the Mounties are done. Actually, Formula One's kicking back up this week. That's so. if you think about it, that's five. That's, five goals and only two of his games. So really like he's only scored in three out of the 14 games, but he's got six goals. <laughs> yep. Yep. Scores right. like Ovi then. Yep. He's scoring like Ovi. Let's talk about Ovi scoring goals and let's recap this 
Capitals Islanders game came out last Tuesday, obviously when the episode was out. So Ovechkin number seven, 18, um, the Islanders came into this game, nine game winning streak. Ovi passes Esposito. Esposito, obviously that's the big story, but AB, this is a game we talked about last week. It's like, all right, this is kind of one of these games you're feeling like, all right, like we got some, there's some juice to this game and they're on a run. We're on a run. Somebody's got a crack. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we, we have our guys rolling right now. I mean, Ovi's rolling finally. I mean, we've been, we've been waiting on it pretty much. And, and I think that was like kind of the big difference, honestly. Uh, um, and, I don't know. I mean, we have the Islanders number this year. We do, yeah. Like, I think I, I saw it today. Like, they like showed that like, graphic. I think we're three and zero against them, right? Yeah, we're three and zero against them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, Ben, let's start with that first one. It's Kuzi coming down the wing. He fakes a pumper. He <laughs> he fakes a slap shot, goes around the outside, puts it off the post on a wide open net, and then it's Oshie there cleaning up the rebound. Yeah, that was a pretty good move. I just like to see Kuznetsov being like confident again and trying that stuff instead of just yeah, like the weird kind of shit he does. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The weird shit that he does. And I feel like that's something like once he figures out it works, he's going to keep doing that. Like the twister pass behind the net. I feel like or, now he'll try Or kicking the defender's stick. Yeah, exactly. You know who used like to be the king of that for the Caps was Alex Semin. Fake, the fake clapper. Fake clapper around the net wraparound. Yeah. He used to do that shit all the time and he was very good at it. No, you're not wrong. And that's right. That's like a day, the day, because we did capital punishment right before that game, right? And I picked Kuznetsov. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So, Sounds second like you're period. Away with that. I took uh, No, Ben's apparently like only a point behind me now. Oh, I took, okay. took Vrana two weeks so, ago and Ovi last week. Yeah, not, oh, not, not bad. Torched. Uh, power play, 13 seconds left. It's Schultz. It's Ovi. It's one timer. It's back in the net. And it's an absolute snipe on Varlamov. And yeah, they, there it is. 7-18 passing Esposito. Yeah, that yeah. was a complete bomb. Yeah, that was like one of his best ones. I'm, yes. I'm glad he like he didn't take too long to pass this guy. I mean, I feel like anytime he's like a goal shy, he just or like sits tied with someone. Yeah, he sits on it for like like four or five games. It's like, God damn it, dude, just do it. Like, it's just one of those annoying things, you know, man. We know you're gonna do it. Just why? Why are you waiting? Yeah, literally, literally. So, second period, two nothing. We get to the third power play again, and this time it's Nicky nineteen. He stays just so so hot for me, and this is just a simple. Uh, Beautiful pass, feed down low, backy back door, and it's uh, three nothing. And the Caps have, and I mean, my opinion, pretty much won that game. At that point, it's a very impressive game, very impressive win um, over Barry Trotz. And that pass was from Verona there on the assist. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would never say that with a three nothing lead uh, in the Caps, but <laughs> true. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. They, they, this is the most complete game that we have seen from them the entire season, I believe. Right? Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Especially against the Islanders, who had won like 10 in a row coming into this. Yep. Yep. And we were on the verge of a shutout there, too, until Walsham gets one with like four minutes left uh, to make it a game. Yeah, that's where I'm like, oh, God. Right. Here we right, go. Right. Right. So, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, with that being said, let's 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 kick it over to the Brendan Dillon interview now. Awesome interview. All right. We now welcome on a very awesome guest. He is number four the defenseman for our Washington Capitals, Brendan Dillon. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on? Thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, appreciate it, as always. Yeah, looking forward to talking to you. So I want to start with this. You know, you can confirm or deny this, but I'm around the rink a lot. I know a lot of the guys around the rink and got to talking, and apparently there's a rumor that you were a little nervous for the Chicklets interview. Oh, I was a little nervous to be. I mean, this the Chicklets <laughs> is the second, second uh, most nervous I've been for a podcast. This one's the first, so. Oh, nice. Uh, that uh, figures. 
it was uh <laughs> it was cool i mean i know i know biz a little bit um yeah he spent some time in vancouver uh for the last couple of years and even when he was still playing so um but yeah i mean you go into those and and you know you hear some of them i, I listen to them week to week and you know sometimes they're just chirping the guy and then sometimes they're a little laid back and then um, yeah. they're were, they're were pretty good with me i think they were just giving me the the rookie uh rookie initiation don't go too hard on them so it was all good yeah, yeah i, I feel ones. like i feel like they don't go as hard like towards like active players like they try to like they don't want to get them in trouble so like yeah, but, i feel when, like they uh, kind of have a history of uh burying some guys by yeah. accident <laughs> once, yeah, yeah, once yeah, you're retired you though in trouble yeah once you're retired then that's that's maybe i maybe i'll do my one and done so i won't have to worry about uh worry about <laughs> getting in trouble or anything after so yeah there you go right. <laughs> love it love it so we'll talk a little off season first i know it kind of came down cool. to both the Caps and your hometown team, the Canucks. I mean, very good team, young team, a lot of promise, and uh, some former Caps on the team now, as we know. Yeah. Uh, curious to know kind of what the selling point was that made your mind up to stay here in D.C. And I don't know if you've really said this before in another interview, but, like, how close were you to maybe signing with Vancouver compared to staying in D.C. here? <laughs> to, be, to be honest, like, Vancouver Vancouver was in the mix. Um, yeah. But there was, there, was, there was a couple other teams that I think were a little closer than, than Vancouver was to be in kind of the – I guess number two on the list, but gotcha. from from the moment I got to Washington and got to to meet the guys and play for the team and kind of check out the atmosphere and the fan base and just the setup around the DMV, um, just just a really cool area and something that I wasn't super familiar with being on the East Coast. Like I, you know, I grew up on the West. I played in California for six years, so I mean, I was a West Coast guy, and um, so kind of coming out here and um it was just I didn't know anybody on the team didn't know you know even from workouts or something this summer where you know you'll maybe say hi to a guy I genuinely didn't know anyone so um you know in free agency too this summer everything was a bit of a gong show um I'm sure you could see with some of the yeah, yeah. contracts that guys signed or how late guys held out and it's just a, a weird time obviously around the world but in, in professional sports too so uh when when it kind of came down to it and it was a little frustrating with how the playoffs went for us. We, we definitely had some, some higher expectations. And I think that's just the culture that, you know, Ovi and, and Backy and these guys have kind of created in Washington over their, their tenures. And um, I think just being, being able to be a part of that and having that as an option that just seemed to be number one, if it was available and, um, right from, you know, my kind of exit meetings with Mac and, um, you know, talking with the guys and, and just how frustrated everyone was with last year and, and how it ended. Um, I was just like, man, I think feel like we got something to prove still. And, um, you know, here we are this year, obviously sitting in a good spot and you don't want to think about what ifs, but um, here we are 30 games in the season, um, you know, first place in our division um, teams rolling, coaching staff's been awesome. Uh, the, the boys are still having a lot of fun and, um, you know, been been having some, some some good uh, good relationships with the boys on the ice as well, so it's been great. So uh, going back to you coming to Washington for the first time, is there like anyone in particular who really made you feel comfortable? Like when you first got here, like people who reached out to you right away after the trade or anything? There was there is quite a few of the guys. I mean, um, the, the, honestly, at least ten or fifteen of the guys texted me just welcoming me. Um, I think when I, once I got here playing with John, you know, he really kind of helped me settle in on the back end, just from system side and the hockey side, I think. 
know, I really bonded with Willie. He's uh, there's, there's only a couple of us Canadians uh, on the squad. There's only three last year. And then Schultz, kind of took Holtz's spot as the number three yeah. uh, Canadian on the team. So we're keeping our three, three guy quota. Um, but it was just, uh, <laughs> it was, it was cool. Yeah. Cause he was kind of just showing me and he's been here for what, eight or nine years now. And, and I, you know, I feel like Willie's the mayor of mayor of the mayor of Arlington. So everywhere he's right. like, uh, you're, you're in good hands when you're around. So whether it was restaurants or spots to go, um, you know, he definitely made me jumping straight to the rooftop at Don Tito's if you need be. Yeah. Yeah. Clearing <laughs> then, you know, well, I mean, it's, it's been unfortunate. We haven't been able to really yeah. experience too much or get the dance shoes on with, uh, with COVID going. So, um, yeah, it's been, I guess it's been good. We can just focus on hockey, but um, once things open up, it'll be nice to nice to get around town and, and check things out. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, focusing on hockey, uh, and you mentioned the playoffs uh, earlier. How uh, you guys are kind of disappointed. Do you guys think you will work too hard on the uh, pregame handshakes before instead of focusing <laughs> on the game, or what? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's something where I think we we've got a good mindset of it where where we, we have a lot of fun in the locker room. The guys, uh, we've got a lot of different, obviously. Yeah, Christ, you, you got to have 23 different handshakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's just say I got dressed about five to five to seven minutes earlier to make sure before you're going out <laughs> for periods and, and for warm up. So, but it's, I think it's something where it doesn't matter if you're the number seven D man or your OV or your fourth line mm-hmm. guy. I mean, everyone feels a part of things. And um, I think that's, uh, that's what kind of makes us, uh, such caps. a tight knit group and yeah. makes us the caps and um you know who knows if i if i signed with another team and i came in looking for some handshakes it wouldn't have been the same and uh, <laughs> so there, there's another another big reason just to have some fun with the fellas every day all right so speaking of non-hockey related things uh this is a personal history between you and me that i'm not sure you know exists yeah so anyways <laughs> i wrote an article in the off season about uh how the capitals needed to re-sign you you yeah. obviously liked what you saw you shot me the follow yeah. First NHL player followed me, so obviously I think there's a pretty solid relationship there. there I don't go. hear back oh. from you until I DM you, so I just want to know yeah. what role I played in getting you re-signed and just your side of the story. Well, I, I told my agent to only take two percent, so I owe you one percent. Uh, nice, one percent there, Benny. So yeah, so that's um, you know I think Mac maybe saw that roll up on through his Twitter feed or something, and then went to Ted and the ownership group and was like, hey, I mean. Ben Little knows where it's at. He These knows. guys know what he's talking about, dude. Exactly. Yeah, one exactly. percent of that ticket is enough to finish you through college, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> there, you, there go. you go. There you go. So, so I, yeah, love it. So we'll talk some season, like you said. Now the guys are rolling. You're in first place in the division. Kind of took a little bit to get going. Obviously, brand new coach, brand new system. Uh, do you guys feel like you're completely? I don't want to say bought in because you're obviously bought in from the beginning, but you you're all kind of on the same page now in terms of you've learned that system, you know how it works and and how long did it take to kind of get everybody uh, going under that system and whatnot? Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely took a little bit of an adjustment period. I mean, even for guys that have been here, you know, the, the OVs and the OSHAs and these guys have been here for a long time. Um, when you get a new coach and there's going to be tweaks and as similar as the you know, styles are, a lot of the teams play, play pretty similar. There, there's still the little subtle differences that, um, all it takes is one guy to not be on the same page on the ice. And, um, you know, the next thing you know, it's in the back of your net. So yeah. I think, um, for the first kind of five to 10 games, we were, we were winning hockey games and I think we we're kind of getting by a little bit more on the skill and the talent that we have. Cause uh, our, our roster, it's, it's ridiculous to be honest, the, the, the yeah. amount of talent we have, but, um, I think that kind of, we lost, I think three or four in a row once we went on that heater at the beginning of the year and, 
just kind of showed us like, Hey guys, if, if, if we're going to, if we're going to do this thing, we're going to have to, you know, change and, and buy in completely. And, and it's, when we focus on the defensive side of things, which is what Lavi preaches with us, and it's it kind of sounds routine and cliche, hey, you know, defend hard, yeah. lead the offense. It's pretty black and white for us when we when we do do that, and you know, then you can get into the offensive zone and let you know the koozies and the you know the, the super high end talent guys go to work. It's it's just fun to watch. So um, I think we've we've realized, hey, when we you know we're in games or we're we're winning, and you know this last streak we had here, whatever it was, eleven or. 12 and one or two or whatever. I think we were playing better hockey, but we still even internally felt we've got another gear. And, and that's the, that's the exciting part is we know we still haven't played a full 60 minutes or had, you know, the offense and defense clicking, which, um, you know, we've got, what is it? 25 or 26 games left to go. So yeah. hopefully we can just, uh, just keep it rolling. I think uh, one of the biggest question marks going into the season for the Caps was uh, the goaltending. We didn't like, no one really knew what was happening. I guess the plan A was like, obviously Sammy would kind of take over. Uh, Lundquist was obviously going to mentor him and fight for a starting spot too. And then all of that happens. Vanacek comes in, Sammy has COVID. Like it just was a whirlwind. And like, we're, we're like, Oh shit. Like what's, what's going to happen here. So just, yeah. I guess comment on how, like how well they they've done, like kind of like regrouping here, like midway through the season. here. I think, I think a lot of the, I think the Caps organization deserves uh, some sort of medal for the things we've had to deal with here to start the year between yeah. COVID and, you know, Lundqvist, Hank going through his issues and then the staff managing just, there was a lot going on, schedule changes. And I know every team's going through it, but, um, you know, some of these teams that have had guys get shut down, like, you know, Boston has three or four guys test positive, And so they've got a couple games. I mean, we had to keep playing. We had to yep. managing like, like the cap with, you know, we're playing with 11 forwards on certain nights just because, you know, we do have guys out. And, and I think it was uh, for the goaltending specifically, that seemed like you said to be a bit of a question mark for us. Okay. Do you have anybody proven um, Sammy's, you know, a high end goalie, but he hasn't played a full year of, you know, being the guy and, and VTech obviously got his first taste of, of kind of NHL and in, in the bubble. So um, I think for, for where our team's at and we knew the importance of defending for those guys to give them, you know, not to just uh, throw them right into the fire with, with nothing. And right. um, they both played great. And, uh, Sammy, of course, going through a COVID. I mean, he's still, still said he feels some, some effects of it at the odd time. And, um, you know, for your lungs and, and especially playing in the NHL, you, you need every little bit of, uh, of the physical side of things to be, be clicking for yourself. So, um, both of them have been playing great. And, uh, again, you know, it's kind of up to Lavi who've been kind of going back and forth and, um, to be able to have two goalies that for us as, as the boys, we, we feel confident in both of them. It's it's not like, oh, shoot, you know, Sammy's going in or Vitek's going in. We've got to yeah. – they, they both give us a chance to win every night. And um, they're young guys too, so they're just having a blast. They always got smiles yeah. on their faces around the rink, which uh, which makes it even better. Yeah, I mean, we have like a million back-to-backs – or you guys have a million back-to-backs coming up, so they're both going to be playing, right? <laughs> yeah, well, like, that's why the schedule the schedule guy, this will be our third back-to-back, and we got like four days or five days with no games. It's like – that's kind of nice though right now. I get these four or five days off. Kind of take a little it bit is, of a break. It is nice. I mean, but I, you know, instead of having the back-to-backs, I'm, I'm sure if you talk to a lot of the guys, we'd rather yeah. mix one of those in this week. And But yeah. the, the weather, how it's been the last couple of days, there's there's no complaints for, for a few days off. So I like it. Nice. 
Uh, speaking with the weirdness going on this season, what's it like playing just the same opponents every night? Obviously, with the Boston series, frustrations kind yeah. of boiled over a little bit there. So yeah. as fans, yeah. we love it. Yeah, no, I mean, as as players, we love it. I think. Well, for me personally, in my game, like I love the playoff type of games, and I think yeah. our team, you know, we're we're kind of built where we can play that the speed game, we can play the skilled game, we can play the defensive physical game, and. Um, I think that's what's exciting to to be a part of is, is it doesn't matter what what you know team we we're playing on any given night, but um, when you're playing the seven same teams and it's like okay oh yeah. sweet here we go for the seventh time we're playing the Islanders or you know sixth time we're playing the Devils um, it's you know it's a little annoying but you know we're we're all going through the same thing I mean we're pretty fortunate to to have all the teams be somewhat geographically close I mean you look at the Canadian division and from Montreal to Vancouver we're talking about a three-hour time change and a five or six-hour flight so um, yeah you know that's that's obviously not fun to have to do uh, a couple times in the year and be an inner division game um, but I think the the whole kind of baseball setup where you go to a city and you play a couple couple games there, you can actually actually unpack your suitcase a little bit for a few yeah. days instead of just, you know, coming in and getting used to the bed and then you're on your way out. Right. So kind of um, set up shop definitely. a little bit. Yeah. But I think I think, you know, to to have a little bit of a rivalry and, and sometimes, you know, things such as the, the the Boston game, you know, there's something happens in the first game and then you're playing them two nights later it's uh yeah, yeah. it's fun and, and it makes the, the games that's much more important i mean when you're in a normal schedule division games are four point games and now we got that for 56 times so um it's uh, kind of got a playoff atmosphere feel even though we don't have the fans even though we don't have some of the normal things but um definitely definitely been cool yeah i thought i thought you were gonna drop some gloves uh and against Boston on that second game, but Wilson just did all the fighting for you guys, huh? I was gonna say, well, we, we got those guys what four four more times or five oh, so more times, so it'll it's, probably happen later. Time, yeah. Uh, it'll be a lot you, of fun. Yeah. You packing the PS like half the guys on the team? I'm on an Xbox, Xbox guy. Xbox. You, so you packing yeah. and playing too, Warzone? Big Xbox guy. So we, yeah, I got. Well, I, I bought mine going into the bubble, so I uh, oh, yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. a big gamer before. And then um, I got for the bubble and pretty much all the fellas had that and, and were playing. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll, uh, I'll get into the mix. And then now call of duty has obviously been a big part, big part yep. of the caps is uh, um, yeah. road, road trips. And then um, I, I didn't realize, but you know, guys that have PlayStation or they even have their, their gaming kind of laptops, we can all play together. So it's been great. Yeah. So kind of going back to some systems here, and we've talked about it on Twitter a bit, this Laviolette defensive system where it gets, kind of pretty aggressive for you guys in terms of uh on the defensive side where it's like where the off wing can come in pinch keep the boards and it's all i mean the whole main point of it is to obviously extend time in the offensive zone how how different is that compared to you know even reardon system last year or your time in san jose and is it kind of <clears> maybe one of your favorite systems to play in so far being able to activate so much and like just half the time you're damn you're down there behind the goal the goal almost yeah. on the goal line you know working the puck in a cycle yeah well i think for for the kind of makeup of our team, like like for me personally, I, I love that I get to skate more, and I love that I get to kind of kind of join right. and be a part of the the play. And I think for for all of our demon, I mean, Orly's got great offensive. You know, John's obviously Johnny Carlson and um, Schultz too. I think for for everyone, it's really really I helped mean, us. And Nick Jensen's been breaking out like crazy now. Jens Jens has been getting on the score sheet, and and I think when. When you look at our team, um, you know we're a bigger team, but but a lot of us can move, and and that's something where 
when you talk about the offensive zone, you talk about being aggressive, um, there's going to be mistakes, you know, forwards or defense, whatever it might happen. Um, but, but we're able to get back and cover for each other. And I think that was a big part of what, what Lavi has is, is, you know, layers to it. So um, you can be aggressive. We, we want to try and keep, you know, the best defense is another cliche, but, but playing in the offensive zone. So if yeah. we can get down there, get some zone time, um, the, the coaching staffs that I've had in the past, you know, sometimes if you, you have your, you know, you, you take your foot off the gas per se, um, or sit back as it's usually when you're in trouble, when you're trying to be safe and, and Lavi's even encouraged us when the empty net, um, you know, doubter had that one, um, in Philly a couple nights ago where a lot of times it's like, Hey, you know, maybe just eat it, maybe just try to kill some time. But, you know, he, he has confidence in us defensively where, you know, it takes some chances. Um, you can almost kill the game per se. Um, and, so knock on wood, we'll, we'll hopefully yeah. can keep that rolling. And, um, you know, the system's obviously been working well for us. Yeah. I'm about to say it's showing up for you too, eight points already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I was hoping for a couple more second assist passing over to Johnny. <laughs> go, so right. when he gets, uh, when he gets going, um, even more so. Um, Tell him to start shooting more up. so you can get that primary. <laughs> yeah. The power play has been so hot though. It's like, Hey, let's just try and draw a few penalties and get, get those guys out there. Get them yeah. gas so you can get some time on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been, I've been trying to get on the power play for my last nine years in the league, so I don't know. It's coaches, you know. The other thing is that we have coming up is, or not, not really an issue, but Wilson gets off a seven-game suspension. Sprong's playing so well. We like at this point, we have too many players like playing too well. Like, have like it's got to be impossible to for him to make to make a decision on who to scratch or who to not scratch. It's hey, that's that's why I'm just happy I'm a player. You know, I don't have to make yeah, those right? decisions. So yeah. um, I think it's. On. If, if you want to, if you want to have, I'm sure for a coach, it's, these are the good decisions where everyone's playing so well, you don't know who to scratch. And I think even on the back end, you look at our makeup and, you know, between Jonas and, uh, and Trevor Van Riemsdyk, yeah. these are two quality, quality defensemen that on other teams might be like a four or five or, you know, yeah. and, and it's just, it sucks. But those are the things when you're part of such a, such a good quality team is, is you've got that depth. And like you said, Spronger's scratch for a bunch of games comes in and he's lighting up, lighting it up. And, um, now we get Willie back and once we get Lars back, um, like you said, there's going to be some tough decisions, but, um, you know, that's, that's the unfortunate side of things. Deep, deep ass team oh, ready yeah. for a cup run for sure. That'd be nice, man. I've, I've been, I've been close, but no cigars. So I wouldn't mind, uh, getting back in the mix for sure, go. for sure. What you got, Ben? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, obviously Carlson last year had a monster season. He was, like, setting records. He was the runner-up for the Norris. Yeah. Um, so I was just wondering what it's like playing with him and how you get, how you feel about being paired up with him and what the team yeah. sees in you guys, keeping you guys together. Yeah, well, can't, can't really say enough good things about Johnny. He's, uh, I mean, I think he's, like, fourth all-time in assists for the Caps now. And, Pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, is that good? Um, <laughs> I think he... Uh, at his 500th point the other night too, earlier this season. Mm -hmm. um, he's just, he's just a guy who, who makes everything seem so easy. You know, he's just so, so skilled. It's such, got such a great stick and I think it's kind of underrated, but he's a, he's a big man. You know, he's, we're talking six two, six three, two twenty, 220. And you know, when he's moving guys in front of the net and in the D zone, um, he's not easy to play against. And I think everyone sees his offense. I mean, playing against that power play, you know, the, the quarterback position up top is so important and, um, he just settles things down, um, kind of calms, calms things. And, um, I think as a, as a partner, I mean, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to give him the puck, just trying to be, you know, kind of, kind of the safety valve back there and, and let him use his offensive creativity. But 
I think, again, I think I mentioned earlier from, from day one, when I got here, um, he's been in the BMV for what, how many years now? 10, 11 years. He's, uh, he's been a long time capital and, um, he's a big part of our team. So I think when, you know, whether it's systems questions or just in the room, he's, he's a pretty funny guy when you get to know him away from the rink, you know, he's uh, a big Brady guy. Um, you know, loves his football. He's pretty connected when it comes to what's going on with, with other sports. And um, I think when it comes to our pair, the coaches have just kind of said, you know, I, I like to be more physical and, and, and can skate to keep up with him. And, and I think for him, he's just a guy who, who can, can be positive in all, all situations. So, um, you know, the way that the year started, we, we knew, you know, there'd probably be some injuries or some changes. And I started the year with Schultz and um, that was great. And him and him and Orly were together. And then um, just kind of how it shaked out. I think the last probably 15, 20 games we've been together and um, team's been winning and personally have been having some success and as is he. So um, just to kind of continue down that, that road for the next 20, 25 games and hopefully four rounds of playoffs. So it'd be nice. Yeah, he used to put on a pretty kick-ass bocce ball tournament at his house every summer too. Oh, yeah. back to normal. You have to tell him to get back on it. All right. Yeah. He's, uh, I mean, there's so many things. I feel like I've got a laundry list of things I've got to check out. You know, do the money. Right. Got to check out this guy's house. And even we'll, when we're we'll back get, here, we're not yeah. allowed to. So, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that at the end, but we're, we're, we're pretty much claiming the rights on Dilly Does DC since you were so well in his nasty does DC. So, we're, <laughs> we're claiming the content rights on that. We'll just follow you around. We'll just tap around the DMV here. Perfect. Just bring, um, bring, bring around the, the camera crew and tell me where yeah. to go and what to check oh, yeah. the, the do's yeah, and don'ts. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Perfect. Mix in, mix in a couple of drinks along the way, make it interesting, but, you know. It makes it more fun, be. why not? Yeah, yeah after. <laughs> so uh, when was your, uh, like, kind of, oh, shit, I'm in the NHL moment, like, early in your career? Yeah, uh, I kind of joked. I joked around with the OSHA about it, but my first game – um, was against St. Louis when I was with the Dallas Stars still. And uh, there was a play where I came around the net and David Backus absolutely oh God. crushed me. Like it, like <laughs> all 230 or 240 of them, I swear, just put me through the wall. And Osh was on the ice. And I, I feel like he was laughing. He had to, he claims he doesn't really remember, but he probably know, was. Yeah, he probably was. And I just remember getting back to the bench. And, you know, I'd played in the American League against some men, you know, guys that were putting food on the table for their families and which is, it's just such a different mindset, you know, that the man's strength is they say when you're younger and playing juniors, you know, you go from kind of the, the, the big dog at, at age 20 where you're playing against these 16 year olds. So all of a sudden 21 and you're playing against these, these men. And yeah. um, I remember my first NHL game, I was just so nervous to do anything. And then on top of that, you get crushed your first or second shift. I got back to the bench and was like, this is this is crazy like i don't I'm know out. how i'm gonna survive and here i was at <laughs> six four 200 pounds and i'm like i'm like geez these guys are tossing me around like nothing but there's there's so many moments even even still i mean i i think i think when you you know you pull into a city and you're getting booed as you're going out onto the ice or um you know you're walking around this is obviously pre-covid and you know going for dinner and people recognize it and they're like oh you know you guys suck hopefully you lose tomorrow and you're like hey sweet you know i can't wait to meet you guys and you guys will be you know you won't be too happy with us it's just just little things where when you're when you're not just playing you're, you know you're playing for a city you're playing for for something bigger than than that i think that's that's the cool part of being in the nhl and um obviously getting to play with guys like ov and joe thornton and brennan morrow jamie ben i mean my uh you know, yeah, he plays with some legends absolutely legends there yeah i've, I've been so yeah. lucky it's it's ridiculous but yeah. 
Yeah, what can I say? You, you mentioned um, cities like booing you and like like just making fun of you off the ice. Which what is the worst city? Philly. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a battery thrown out of him yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think with being, we we actually played Pittsburgh in six, 2016 in the finals, and and that was yeah like two days in between games, so we were in Pittsburgh a little bit more, and then coming to Washington and and the rivalry yeah. with Pitt. I feel like every time we're there, it's just like. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, Jordan so, wants to be. You know, you, got, you did absolutely. Right. Yeah. So kind of yeah. sticking so, on. So I'd, I say, mean, I'd say Pittsburgh's got to be one. Yeah, talking so, about fans. I mean, this this obviously has been kind of crazy, but things are kind of getting back to normal. You're starting to see fans slowly work their way back into arenas. I mean, unfortunately, it looks like you know the Caps and DC are going to be the last to do it. But how much is the, how much of a difference has that made? Even if it's like five thousand fans 2500 fans at some of these arenas i mean you guys had philly's very first game with fans in it uh, yeah. obviously beat them but i mean what's the difference been like and is and before that was it tough almost to kind of generate your own momentum throughout a game yeah it was i'll be honest the the philly game was even though it was only three thousand fans it was it'd been over over 12 months since we would had fans in a game you know and um the bubble when we got there uh, that was the most bizarre, you know, we, yeah. we were lucky enough to have like four games that are the three games of the kind of like pre pre playoff, whatever it was. And I just remember being like, this is, this is not NHL hockey, especially playoff hockey. I mean, the atmospheres you get to go into um, and in playoffs are just, it's so, so much fun and, and just a different, you know, it's another level, you know, you go to a preseason NHL game, then you go to a regular season and the step up and then from there to playoffs, it's just, you, you can't really describe it unless you're, you're in there. And, um, you know, getting some fans in there and they're so far away that you know you can't really can't really hear them as much. But I think for us, like you said, I think DC is unfortunately um, probably going to be one of the latter latter areas to, to start to get sports back or I guess fans back for sports. Um, you know, I think between us and the Wizards, they yeah. were, you know, I think in the States, there's only what, six or seven left NHL teams, California, us and maybe a few others. But and they're making us buy season tickets if we want guaranteed tickets to home games. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to buy full season next year to get a single game ticket for this season. I'm, I'm gonna find my way around it. Don't worry. I go to all the games. But apparently, apparently Buffalo, Buffalo is trying to give away like 2,000 seats and they can't do it. So if you want a couple well, of those, not surprised. <laughs> Shocking. I think we got another one or two games there, so maybe you can can you get in there? Uh, speaking there. speaking of momentum, uh, you made a pretty impressive uh, debut, or not debut, but one of your first games with the Caps when you sort of beat the wheels off of Giddy Malkin. And uh, the Caps fans are pretty behind you from that moment on. Did you know that the fans loved it right away? Like, did you hear about it, or did you even know that we were going bananas for that? Oh, you definitely uh, had to know. I mean, yeah, you had to, but you could, you could tell, I think, I mean, I think it was four home games or something I've I played before before the shutdown and every one of them you're just I mean in warm-ups you're skating around like this is this is unreal this is so cool cap one's buzzing and then those games against Pittsburgh like we talked about earlier like like those are just again another level they mean so much um you got the Sid Ovi thing you got the the playoffs for however many years it seemed and um the Stanley Cups between the the two teams now it's just it's just fun to play in those ones. And and I mean, I didn't even realize it was, it was Malkin at first, you know, I saw someone jab the goalie and then I'm like, all right, well, you know, you kind of, you know, dilly switch. That. <laughs> and, um, yeah. The next thing I knew, you know, bunches were flying and I mean, he's such a good player and he's, he's a big human too. Old, old Gino Malkin. He's about six, yeah. four, six, five. So he can handle himself pretty well, but um, yeah, it's just, 
I think that kind of, <laughs> it was, it was, it was nice to get, get right into the mix when it comes to, uh, to the wash and Pittsburgh rivalry. Um, and, and I'm sure it won't be the last, uh, the last time with those guys. Yeah. I was gonna say, you kind of like, it was, it's probably good for you to like, to, as one of your first games with the Cavs, not the first one, but to be playing like a up up tempo rivalry game like that. And that was, I think that was yeah. a, did, did we end up winning that game like five three or something like that? I, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I know we won. those games. We we won both the Pittsburgh. We won the Pittsburgh one in in Wash and the Pittsburgh one in Pittsburgh. And those were like, I mean, they were like a point or something behind us or a couple points behind us. So yeah, it was kind of a big turning points. point in that season. So I'm, that sure. was that was definitely one of the because I remember I remember kind of the downslope. I mean, last season towards the end of that season, I don't know what it was, but there was just a downslope. And then those two games were like, all right, they're back. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you don't, it's almost like you don't want to wake the boys up, you know, like if you yeah, yeah. to get physical and it's like the other night when the OV. Rangers, uh, Lindgren, Lindgren hits, uh, hits yep. the guys got two tucks and we win. It's like, you don't, I don't know. Don't poke the bear. Russian two bear. greasy yeah. tucks too. Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. What's well, his new office. And from what he says, it's gotta so. be. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, that's the easiest place to score goals, so it should be, I guess. Yeah. That's what they that's what they tell us. I mean, I might might have to leave the blue line and go to that, yeah. that the other blue paint just to try and activate a little a bit. Couple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to ask about the uh, 2016 Sharks team went to the Cup Finals. Uh, what was so special about that Sharks group over the other other ones? I mean, you guys had so many yeah. good teams, so many good playoff runs. Uh, do you think? And in the end, do you think you learn anything about what it takes to win the Cup? Maybe why you guys kind of like fell short that season or yeah i uh, again the, the the group we had there as you kind of mentioned from from pavelski to thornton to marlowe burns um not only are these guys all high high-end players but they're they're just good people they're good teammates they work their bag off and practice every day and there's you know there's uh, there's a reason why they're so good and have been so good for so long and yep i think it was uh that the, the kind of not the cloud that was following San Jose for all those years where they would be unbelievable in regular season and then lose first round LA or they'd, you know, get so close and then lose to this team. And I mean, and it was I think, the same as the caps for that long. Yeah. And, and kind of similar when it, when it comes to, you know, so such high end talent, great rosters, and then they just, you know, can't, can't get past the, you know, whatever team. And um, I remember the coaching staff that came in that year, they really just said, Hey, like, like, let's kind of have this, this, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it cloud, let's get this thing the fuck out of here early. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, um, for those guys that had been there for so many years from Vlasic to, to like, like Jumbo had been there for like 10 plus years. Patty Marlowe is on year 16 or 17. You're like, okay, um, let, let's do this thing. And, and they brought in some great, great other people. I remember at the, the deadline, we brought in like Nick Spalling and Roman Polak who were just, you know, great depth ads who, yep we were already deep and we were already playing so well, but it just kind of added. And um, you, you just realize how hard it is to win. And, and I'm sure Ovi and, and the guys here can tell you the same thing that for, for so long and you need, you need some, a little bit of luck when it comes to, to having some injuries and um, it, it takes a little bit of luck in matchups. I mean, if you talk to the Leafs, you know, the fact they've had to play the Bruins for however many years, yeah. you know, if they played any other team, they'd have a cup parade to buy now. And, Yep. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it's just, there's so many different things that have to happen. And, and I think like I talked about earlier, you know, you can have a team that's a speed team, a super offensive, you can have a super physical that just wears you down. You can have kind of a, um, you know, a team that's just trying to, to run or run you over every game. And there's so many different, different makeups that you have to be able to get past and, um, staying healthy and, you know, the travel. Um, I remember that was one thing where 
Pittsburgh was in the Eastern time zone for the whole, you know, four rounds. And we had played Nashville um, in the seven game series. And then we had St. Louis in the seven game. And, you know, it's, you don't ever want to have excuses or this or that, but um, there's just, again, it's, it's so hard to win the Stanley cup that, that when you do and um, you're able to look back, it's, it's, it's gotta be one of the best feelings ever. And you know, hopefully I can, hopefully I can do that. Yeah. For so sure. now you're, Sorry, sorry. Now yeah, you're yeah. in your second year in DC, kind of, kind of second year. Yeah. Um, what's it like being in the room and on the ice with Ovi, like having him as a captain? Because like obviously you've played with Jumbo and like. Yeah. So do the two compare in any ways, or are they so separate or so different from each other? Yeah, I think they've got some similarities. They've also got you know some some big differences where where you know Ovi. Obi talks in the room and then when he talks, guys listen, but he's, he's definitely a go out there and, you know, lead by example. I mean, he, when he's playing physical, when he's, you know, he's, he's shooting the puck, I mean, there's, there's nobody better. And um, I think for Jumbo, he, he's a guy who was a captain in Boston and then came and was a captain in San Jose. And, um, you know, he, he, he's a guy who, who is very vocal and, um, you know, I love to joke around too, like Ovi does, you know, and I think those guys, the reason you can have such success is, is every day they're still having a blast. I mean, Jumbo was the guy where it'd be Christmas day and he'd come in with his kids and tape his hockey stick for, you know, a week from now. And, you know, he just uh, loved to be in there, loved to be around the guys. And, and I think Ovi's the same way where, you know, he's still working on his one timers after practice, he's still doing his thing. And um, it, it's pretty cool to see, see the work ethic those guys have and then continue to have and um, why they've both had such success. So, um, you know, I, I want Jumbo to, hopefully be able to win a Stanley cup, maybe not this year because uh, I got to win one first, but um, right. you know, I think for, for, for the crew that we got here in, in Washington, the leadership group, I mean, I, I think that's something where, where Ovi obviously leads, but, but Backstrom is, you know, such a good leader to Johnny Osh. Um, you just look up and down the, the, the roster and we just got such a good group of guys. It, it makes it that much better, more, more better when, or <laughs> speak some English here, makes it that much better when we, when we win. So maybe he's a big, more better guy. Don't worry. He's, yeah. he's all the more, the more better train. <laughs> Way more there better. you go. Way more better. So uh, obviously you've uh, taken a, taken a role of defending these guys that you've just been listing. And it seems like we've got a few guys who like to step for step up for them. We're obviously big fans of you doing it. So I'm just curious, like what led to you loving the physical game so much? Yeah, well, a big, a big thing. I mean, when you, when you get into the NHL, you, you've kind of, again, got to do something that separates yourself from, from others. And um, I think even for Willie, I mean, when Willie came in, you know, fourth line, and, um, you know, 10, 10 to 15 fights uh, his first couple of years. And um, as you kind of establish yourself and are able to get relied upon and, and be in the lineup every night, then you can continue to, kind of get more trust from the coaches um, can kind of continue to, to build your game and, and expand that into other things. And um, I think for me, I was a bigger guy um, at the time. Dallas had a lot of kind of smaller, more offensive defensemen, Alex Goligoski, Trevor Daly, John Klingberg. Um, and it was kind of like, Hey, if you're, you're going to be in every night, we need someone who can defend. We need someone who can have a good stick can be, can be physical and kind of compliment those guys. And um, I think it was something where, you know, we don't all run the half wall. We don't all run the power play. So, um, you know, there's still jobs for other guys too. And uh, I think from, from seeing some of the teams that have won, you know, Tampa Bay for the longest time had such skill. And then they, they bring in a few guys that, that can be hard to play against that can complement and open up the ice a little bit for, 
for those other skilled guys. And um, on top of that are pretty darn good players too. Um, you know, Goodrow, Barkley Goodrow is a big, big piece of the trade deadline for them. Uh, that Blake Coleman too, who, who again, these guys aren't running the half wall or, um, you know, putting up 50 goals, but they, they have important roles. And, and I think for me, um, it's something that I, I kind of got into the league doing, um, you know, being physical, front of the nets, these types of things. And, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna continue to do it because it's, it's once you get away from what got you in, um, I feel like you get in trouble and, and, you know, kind of lose that edge. And, um, I, I love doing it. I, I love, you know, taking pride in that and kind of just, just, you know, getting some room for, for other guys out there. And, and it's, uh, it's not always easy. I mean, there's, there's a million tougher guys than me. There's a million bigger guys than me. Um, you know, it definitely helps when you have guys like Zidane Char and, Tom Wilson and, you know, Garnet Hathaway on your team to, you know, to, to be physical and, and kind of have some voices behind you too when you get into some of those altercations. So, um, you know, hockey is a fun game. Uh, I, I think when, you know, you get to get to score and win some games and can, can have other extracurriculars happen too, makes it, uh, makes it that much better. Love it. Love it. So we'll wrap it up here with kind of some rapid fire questions. We appreciate the time man. it's been awesome, but uh, no we, you kind of talked about this earlier and you haven't been able to do too much, but I mean, Vancouver kid, Cali for most of your career and then you come here DC what's kind of been your favorite thing to do here in the DMV or maybe favorite part about this region or anything like that yeah uh I'm a big sports guy so being able to have you know two NFL teams uh baseball or two baseball teams I guess too um basketball everything I think that's it's been pretty cool to kind of embrace the the DMV sports out here um the, the food and stuff too has been awesome. There's a few, few great spots in Boston kind of by the practice rink where oh, yeah. I've been able to check out and um, I don't think dining's open yet in DC, but I'm sure it'll be, be a couple more, more things to check out, but I'm being a Canadian kid too. Um, I'll be honest when I drive down constitution to the games, I'm just like looking at how yeah. cool all these buildings are, but I don't know enough about what each of them are and the history and all this. So um, I'll have to hopefully get that figured out too. I'm a big Taco Bomba guy right there next to the rink when I leave men's leagues on Thursdays. Taco Bomba, <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's always got right a it's always got a big uh, big lineup outside, but I haven't yeah, had yeah. Either. But yeah. nobody's out there eating that after the 9:50 men's league game. That's the beauty oh, of it. Weird. Oh, they're they're too busy waiting for the autographs after. Yeah, they don't have yeah, fans in. Yeah, exactly. Um. So we'll start with the rapid fire questions. Uh, toughest player you've had to match up against in your career? Toughest player to match up against. Um. I mean, I'd probably have to go with one of the obvious ones, but it's true. Is is probably uh, probably McDavid or Crosby for sure. Shocking, yeah, yeah, yeah. shocker. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> I wish I had something better for you. But Wonder uh, why? Yeah, I mean, at least you're not on any highlight reels of them. That's that's what I mean. Take, take I made. I think bank, it was. Yeah. I think it was 2013. I made uh, Patty Kane came in on me. It was on a PK, and he did like one of the spin around the back end, short side. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was on you. <laughs> That's a, what I mean. Is twenty NHL twenty thirteen? It was like my tenth game ever, and I was like, I honestly don't know how I could have had a better stick. I don't know how I could have done anything else. I just kind of looked at our goalie, like, right. come on, man. now it's we're like, gonna be on there, you know? Yeah, it's like is who's he, the poor fucker back? in Toronto that McDavid get, gave oh, this Morgan Morgan Riley, Morgan Riley, Riley yeah. when he acted like he was coming right and then Tuck left on him. I was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's I skate, I skate with Mo, Mo in the summers back in Vancouver, and we kind of, I think it was in the summer, we kind of looked at each other like. <laughs> it's gotta happen you know yeah. yeah yeah like you go back to the uh to the bench like coach i mean what else you want me to do is patrick Kane. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. hey those guys get paid too you know like those yeah. good players out there they call it yeah. the best league in the world for a reason yeah 
All right, uh, next rapid fire. Funniest guy in the room. Just guy making everybody laugh, always pulling jokes. Uh, there's there's a bunch of good. I mean, Osh is, Osh is pretty darn funny. I think Osh is just, he's, he connects with everybody. You know, it doesn't matter if you're from the Czech or you're from Russia or you're 20 or you're 40. You know, I think Osh, yeah. is, Osh is pretty funny and, and all the guys get along with him. But um, yeah. Even we'll, on we'll former teams. On former teams. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jumbo is pretty funny too. Jumbo is, he's awesome. He's always good for a laugh in the room, keeping things loose. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I might go with those two. And then my final one, uh, better better passer, Jumbo or Backstrom? You're suing him with that question. That's like like 1A or like 1A. A. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I mean, they're honestly both. There's a reason why they're both are going to have be in the Hall of Fame at some point. You know, yeah. I honestly don't even know who I'd pick. Like, I wasn't honestly expecting an answer. Yeah, I, can't, I don't think I can give you an answer because after seeing Backy up close, you know, I got to watch Jumbo for six years and see, you know, see how he is, like how he is on that. I mean, you can't give him a bad pass and, and everything he gives you just sits flat. Like on two on ones, like in practice, you know, he's passing it. Like, yeah. Yeah, like okay, I might as well go stand. And he still finds a lane. And then, on Backy, I mean, I, I don't think he's ever given a bad pass to anybody. It's it's amazing, you know, the sauce, everything he throws from the half wall sits perfect, and um, yeah, both both unbelievable. So, uh, best best city to visit or to play on the road? Best city to play on the road? Um, I really like Chicago. I think Chicago is a really cool cool atmosphere. Like it's a, I think that's a common answer. Yeah, yeah, People I was love Chicago. Yeah. Chicago's awesome. They, I mean, especially they've had good teams too. So they're, you know, they're, they're always packed. Um, the, uh, the anthem when they're singing, I don't know if you guys have seen clips oh, of that. Nuts. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, you just get chills when you're, you know, you're sitting there in the blue and you're like looking around like this is so cool. That's, that's, that's like a welcome to the NHL moment when you play in Chicago and, and just see that. So, um, and I'm not sure if we, I'm going to get an answer out of this, but, um, the player you hate the most in the NHL right now, you have to answer. <laughs> Player, so player, have, I don't know if I'm going to get an answer, but you have to answer. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's one player where you're just like, uh, Brad Marshawn. All right. Cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think uh, now that we played, you know, seven, seven teams for the past 31 games, you're just like so tired of every team. You're just like, I just can't even look at you yeah. anymore. But yeah, I don't know if there's one, one, one guy. I mean, maybe ask me after our playoff run this year. I might have, I might yeah. have someone for you. All right. Sounds and then we'll, the one we'll have you leave us with here, the final one. Give us one word to describe Big Z. One word to describe Big Z. Can I can I use big? Um, yeah, well, yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, friendly. I don't know. There he's, it is. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, friendly. The unexpected least. answer for sure. There you go. Yeah, yeah. He's just like so genuine. You're just like, man, you're so nice. Like, yeah. Right? yeah, but when he's on the ice, he's got those like big ass glaring eyes. Like it's just uh, looking down on you. And I'm just like, what? Exactly honestly, what scares me the most about him if I was on the ice is how much thigh you can see between the socks and the the damn pants. But he's so big, yeah. they probably don't make socks long enough for him to snap them all the way up there. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's got to have custom everything. I mean, right. from his suits to his hockey gear to his, I mean, everything in between. Yeah, crazy. Love it. Well, there it is, Dilly. We appreciate you coming on, man. Like you said, when um when things get back to normal, we technically own the rights now to Dilly Does DC. So we'll Dilly have to Does fire DC. It up, yeah, I like it. We'll fire around Clarendon, have ourselves a time. But uh, again, yeah. man, thanks for the time and uh, best of luck to you guys the rest of the season. We'll we'll have to catch up after the Cup run. 
Sounds good. Yeah, we can get another one going after the cup run. Uh, yeah, I'll be good. All right. Thanks again to Brendan Dillon for hopping on. Like we said at the top, great interview. Good talking to him. Now, now one of our best friends, I think. Oh right, yeah, he was just mine, but now he's yeah. Out. But now as a collective group, I mean, you're getting you're getting you just you got free college out of that interview. I know one percent of his deal. I wonder it's, what that it's, is. It's on recording. I don't, I don't know math. I don't take math classes. Yeah, that is a uh, set guy Blake. When you listen to this, can you please tweet that at Chirp and Dean Brendan Dillon? That oh, is what the breakdown of that contract is. That is a binding contract on, and a verbal agreement. There, it's binding. Exactly. It's verbal. That's why we hit record, motherfuckers. Uh, but great, to, great having him on, man. He was, he was a pleasure to talk to, and um, we'll get him back on when they win the cup. I'll tell you that much. So let's do it. Let's talk. Caps Rangers. This is a game that I thought we were dusted in. Uh, it's a Panarin goal in the first period. Uh, score the second period, and then we're kind of getting late in the third here. We're about 13 minutes in. And then it's Ovi from the crease to make it a 1-1 game. And I got kind of pumped up. I was like, all right, we got an Ovi goal. But, like, yes, that's great. But we're, we're tied late in the third, so let's see what happens here. Uh, and then it's Ovi again from the same exact point right there in the crease, man. Just Bang in two rebounds home. The second one was so nice. We'll get to it, but the skate to stick he does on that one. Ben, let's start with you. Uh, that game as a whole, and then Ovi just goading everyone. Yeah, no, the game as a whole was just like a complete dumpster fire. Like they looked bad and it was not good the entire time. But Ovi, he's been picking it up, and that's what he does when he's hot. He just scores goals at will, and he won them the game this time. Yeah, le- legit won them the game. Yeah, he's bet him, good. Bet him uh, in second intermission down one nothing, uh, money line. And I was like, mm, that's a nice payout. Yeah, he's Ovi. I feel like is good for that. Like literally putting the team on his back in the third period for like I'd say twice to three times a season. Yeah, correct. Um, mm-hmm. Like I mean, the first game that I think of is that LA Kings game. Yeah, me too. Like where it was such a shitty game, both teams were playing awful. I think we were down one nothing, and Ov just is like, "All right, let me score a hat trick real quick in the third period, so everyone can shut the fuck up." Yeah, in five <laughs> minutes. Like which uh, which goalie played this one? Was it Vitek or Sammy? Vitek. So it was a Vitek thirty-two save performance right there, and that's a, that's, that's an old game out of him. It's another way to stay in the game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, both of these goalies right now are like. They're literally battling for the starting spot, and it's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Like it, they're, they're both showing up, too. It's not like wishy-washy yeah. battling. It's both are fucking coming out and playing big-time games and yeah. having hella saves and keeping scores very low for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of curious to see, like, if this – say this happens throughout the rest of the season. Probably won't. I mean, you know, the slumps happen. Hot streaks happen. You know, shit happens. Yeah. But yeah. say it does, like, stay – all the way up to the playoffs. You think he's like rotating them? I think you have to. You can't not, right? You pretty much yeah. do the. No, you pretty. I think you do the thing where it's like, say you start Sammy, you play him until he has a bad game. Take, put Vitek in, play him until he has a bad game. You know what I mean? What's a bad game? Three goals. I don't think. I think you have to kind of just consider any type of loss in the playoffs a bad game, unless it's like a two to one loss in overtime. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what is it at this point? They had allowed what two goals in their last three games, and they were like rotating back and forth. Like VTech got the shutout. Sammy mm-hmm. played Islanders, and then one goal game here. So that was good, considering the Caps let up like five goals a game earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah. I and- mean, they've been on a streak where like 
I forget what the stat was. I think it's like they haven't let up more than three goals in a game in like forever. Like, like yeah. it was, and I, I think, think it was your like hypothetical, yeah, I think your hypothetical uh, situation scenario here could be answered with these next two back-to-back series because you're going one and one, one and one. Yeah. See who does better on both of these. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Very true. So, but I think both are keep. I, I mean, if both of them are going to keep battling for a starting spot, then they're going to keep playing this well, doing it. Then fuck me up, man. Let's go. <laughs> nobody's going to beat us. Good uh, fucking uh, problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to beat us until we lose to the Rangers the second time around. But this one kind of went the same way. Uh, Bucinavich in the first, uh, scoreless second. And you're kind of thinking the same exact thing as last game. Like, oh, cow, we have a chance to actually uh, come back and win this. John Carlson uh, gets on the board. He makes it 1 1. Uh, assist from Wilson. Welcome back. Uh, and Backstrom. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's those are the three that you want on the score sheet besides OV. Uh, John Carlson get, getting a tuck. I feel like it, when was the last time he scored? If it, I feel like it's been a little minute. I think it's been a couple games, yeah. yeah. When was the last time he scored a backhand from the slot? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. This was um, yeah backhand tying goal right there. It's just yeah, kind of wild to see. I mean, it's good puck movement. They're moving it around. Backstrom, he gets it across. Uh, Carlson one tees it on. Yeah, just kind of picks it up. It kind of fumbles around. Dilly or Willie throws it on that. He <laughs> just backhand one timer under the pad. I think five hole maybe. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty nice goal. Yeah, you'll take it. You'll take it. Uh, but uh, luck wouldn't go our way. Zabinajad, he gets one, and then Howden gets one. Um, late in the third, three to one loss. We won't, caps, we won't but... talk about Zabinajad's goal because I love the guy that turned it over. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're, we're gonna leave it there. We're gonna leave it there. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of Zabin and Jad, uh, quite six points in that game versus Philly the other night last week. Did you guys see that at all? Yeah. Six point period. And I had six him point, on my, Yeah, six point period. I fucking had him on my bench because I forgot to look at my goddamn lineup. <laughs> no How many way. points did he get, like, in fantasy? It was a 29-point game from him. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's an auto-dub for you if you have I Yeah, I would, like, luckily I still won this week, but, like, I won by one point. Like it was, I was very, very nervous. Oh. And on my other team, that's like goes by categories, but it doesn't. It didn't really matter. I got shit pumped anyway. But I had Bucinavich, who had a four point night. I have Bucinavich. I think I benched him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at us. Mm-hmm. We're sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we should start a hockey podcast. Yeah. We should. Well, yeah, because we're good at doing stuff. Like, remember how last week we talked about how the Caps are actually beating the teams they need to beat because our records were so well against New Jersey and Buffalo? Well, New Jersey back-to-back Thursday, Friday, this week at home. Um, yeah, you kind of think about it. Get back on your winning streak and win both of these, yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Pretty the simple, plan. Yeah. Uh, like, and, win in, and win them impressively with your two goalies. That's definitely the plan, but, like, I mean, you know, water got its, it's got to find its level, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded smart. It sounded really fucking smart. So, like, it's for some reason, like, I don't know. This is just a negative, like, I have that negative side of me, like, as a fan, like, something wrong is always going to happen. And I feel like they're going to go one on one here. Just because we're like, just because we're so hot right now, right? Yeah, they're like four and oh against the Devils right now or, or on the season. We'll end up like I don't know, like it's. I don't think we're gonna go like eight no against them. Although I mean, it's possible, I guess. But we should, but it won't happen. Right. It's the NHL. Like the, playing in the NHL is, is way too tough. You're, it's just not gonna happen. Although, I mean, we were like fourteen you know, against the Bruins. So who, who fucking knows? Yeah, we were. Yeah, you never know. You never know. 
Water always finds its level, I guess, unless you're the <laughs> New Jersey Devils, bitch. You stay getting whooped. Uh, and then we got game one of the, the Rangers series. That's, uh, that's Sunday. Uh, the next one will be Tuesday, so we'll talk about that uh, Monday night. We'll kind of break that up for you. But Rangers again Sunday at noon. Uh, nice little matinee. You get to wake up, watch the game, have a cocktail oh, maybe if you're feeling dangerous. Great. 12 o'clock game. Another afternoon. We I feel like we haven't had one in so long. After we, we have like, after we had yeah, like, we had like row, nine in a like, row or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's, why, that's why we were on a winning streak because we hadn't had one in forever. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And it's but, against uh, the goddamn Rangers who have our number this year. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Good time. That that series is a one and one. So we're starting at home and then going to the Rangers on Tuesday night. All right. All right. So we got to go. Let's go two and one this week. That'll be, I'll be happy with two and one. I'll take a two and one weekend. I'll take, I would love a two and one weekend. But um, there it is. That's what's coming up in the Caps world. Uh, we will have episode 101 Friday night drop in. We're trying to get some, uh, we're trying to get you guys a natty champ on that episode. Uh, we'll keep you posted, but in terms of hockey, that's all I really got. AB season finale tonight, Beartown. Wow, oh, yeah, have to watch it again. Someone's you haven't watched gonna... it at all yet? No, not at all. Jesus Someone's about to get pumped. Someone's about to get pumped. Yeah, well, you got to catch up. It's only five. This is the fifth and last one, hour long each. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah you can do you that can in a day. Yeah. yeah, but his 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 days off are usually spent just boozing from for twelve hours. Did you not hear him earlier? <laughs> Hot so dogs, annoying. hamburgers, beer, die, booze. It was literally yeah. just twelve hours. It was nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there, and usually yeah. am there like every other weekend. So, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, anything else you watching? I started Last Chance You, the basketball one. That's pretty damn good. The new season of Drive to Survive is fucking kick ass. The Formula One show on Netflix, obviously, but no, I've obviously. Been- doing that i uh, dude have you been keeping up with the uh barstool moron madness did you, did you i have not i've been i haven't even looked at it yet no it's a pretty sweet setup and we should think about doing it this next year it's okay it's like uh like so they like the winner got ten thousand dollars or something like that because dave porter is rich as fuck um but they pretty much teamed up and like it was like like Brandon Walker and uh, White Sox Dave and then PFT and Jake Marsh. And then I think there was like eight teams and former guest PFT. Yes. Former guest. Yeah. yeah and best yeah. friend. Uh, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. No. Yeah. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like each day they picked like eight bets. Like you could pick eight bets on like uh, on that day. And it was like, you, like, it didn't matter. Like you didn't, you could pick spread, you could pick over under, you could do anything. And like, if you won your bet, that was one point. If you pushed, it was half a point, uh, lost, no points. Right. And then like, at the end of it, like they counted, they tallied up all the points and like the top three had uh, the top three on Sunday, like pretty much did their own thing. And then they went for Like they all battled it out for like the 10,000, uh, the $10,000 reward. But, like, basically, it's just, like, a gambling competition. And I was, like, that's, like, it's just another, like, fun, like, March Madness thing instead of, like, worrying about fucking brackets. Like, you get involved mm-hmm. with, like, every game and, and shit like that. So, I was, like, I would not mind trying to, like, get something going like that next year, like, with a bunch of – What would our prize be, like, a $50 gift card to the well, Chirpin DMV store? I was going to say, you'd have yeah. – well, I was thinking, like – like a some type of like like depending on how many people we get like fifty dollar buy-in or something like that we got like like a fifty or one hundred dollar buy-in depend like if we got like fucking twenty people like 
I mean, that cash price should get up there yeah. a little bit. Our our internal one this year is not bad. Oh, I should we should have made it a whole fans one, but I didn't think of it until like two days before. Yeah, DMV bracket challenge where a winner gets uh, you can go on the website and get yourself some free swag. Yeah, so you feel me. What you got coming up this week, Ben? Um, I have an essay that I need to hand in by midnight that I am not done. Oh yeah, we should um, probably hurry up then, huh? No, no, it's all good. I'll get it done. Um, <laughs> went and stayed at my girlfriend's house yesterday. Parked on the road because there was no spots available. I'm like, I hope I don't get a parking ticket. She's like, you won't get a parking ticket. And I came out, I had two parking tickets today. Nice, nice. Two, for two, two, four hours apart, two different people walked by. What's the total? What's the damage uh, there? 80 bucks. That's not talking bad. pesos? It's, or? it's not bad. <laughs> Canadian. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, you got, that one, you got that 1% coming your way, so. Yeah, exactly. But I got right. it for uh, parking where, like, there was a, a clear sign, but I parked there before where it's like you're not allowed to park there until yeah. March 31st. And yeah. I didn't get a ticket before, so I'm like, fuck, I'll try it again. Yeah, and I yeah. got dinged for parking there and then for parking on a highway between 2.30 and 6. And it was like a Ew. short little road, and they call it a highway. See if you if 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 Dilly's anything like me, then your your Twitter handle, your Instagram handle, and your Venmo handle are all the same exact at. So just <laughs> type it in on Venmo and see what. Just request a little some cash. See what happens there. Hey, it's me coming for that one percent we were talking about. <laughs> Hope you're still down. Assuming it's assuming it's the right Venmo. See what happens. Just tweet <laughs> out your Venmo account. See how much money you get. I actually got zero. You get any DMs? DMs from, I was just about to say. I got punishment? Zero, no way. Zero. Damn. So at the end of Capital Punishment to see if like people were watching, I mean, it had like 30 something views, 40 something views on YouTube and then a good bit more on Instagram. Uh, Bobcat picks up a signed Brooks like Capitals puck and offers it to whoever's listening that DMs Ben and just chirps him. So the funniest chirp got a free um, Brooks like signed puck from the Bobcat. Maybe I'm respected too much by our fans. Maybe, maybe. That's probably it, honestly. I would say definitely, <laughs> dude. That that random that that tweet on random college, uh, <laughs> what was random that? college <laughs> players? Did you? you oh yeah, Bobby. Yeah, I saw that. Bobcats. Do, do we know that person? I know. He looks I don't. Way different. The guy like, that runs no, the account. No, I'm not maybe? even talking about. I'm not even talking about Bobby. I'm talking about. Do we know the person who runs that account? Like, no. Oh. Like, I don't. At least I don't. That's so. That's like random as people. fuck, dude. Like, yeah, imagine if he just like that guy that ran that account just like looked up the most random college athletes of all time. And I mean, that's but I've seen some. Bobby. Like, but I've seen some like low key like D list celebrities on there before. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of a funny account. Yeah, me too. That's what I thought also. And then all of a sudden, I see Bobby Solar. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, we got to like Bobby has to know this guy at this point. Yeah, I, I never know what his Instagram is. What is his Instagram? Is it Bisolari? I think I or, thought so. Or Bobcat. How about the picture of him looking like a painting? What's his what's what's From that? Me. Uh what's his Instagram or Twitter again? At what? His Twitter is uh at the Bobcat28. At the Bobcat. See, I typed the Bobcat in like three times. Oh, it's just Robert. That's yeah, right. I know. I had to type in like Robert to get them or whatever. All right, I gotta give it a quick retreat from the chirping account because I meant to do that earlier. Yeah, look at this. Quote like tweet. What should I say? Like what should I say? What should I say? It looks like the guy that on Gonzaga's basketball team and the Purple Cobra leader, <laughs> Ben Stiller in the Purple Cobra. Absolute right. nails. It's just what I'm going to tweet. <laughs> like, why does it look like like his facial hair is hilarious? Send this one in yourself. <laughs> we can share how they get their hands on these things. Have you? 
Somebody replied to us said, have you or a loved one been injured in a trap shooting accident? I saw that one. Yeah, he was getting roasted, kind of. <laughs> this has to be random. I mean, 64,000 followers? This yeah. could be big for the brand. Yeah. I mean, the, the one after him was Adidas Singh, UMass, defensive tackle from 2019 to 2025. What? Do we also know who Dusty R. Gooch is? Because he followed me and retweeted that picture. Severin Valesco, Sawani, center midfield, 2017. To, yeah, it's like a random college soccer player. So the fact that they just went and found the Bobcat is awesome, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. I love it. Well, cool. Well, that's all I've really got. You guys got anything else, or should we let the people get out of here? Yeah, that's, that's about it for me. I'm going to go watch uh, Bear Town and probably play some Warzone. Bear Town. Ben. I'm going to go write about digital media and culture. Ooh, digital good luck. media and culture. Yeah, Thank good you. luck with that. Just, like, make the periods a little bigger. Peace out. We'll see no, you Friday. you make them white. Ups the word count. Oh. Wait, what? Damn. Oh, you make them white. Man. Like, after wow. each word? Yeah. Damn, man. That's that's impressive, man. No, that's you a can lot do, of work. Like, two or three periods. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Easily. Hypno my mind I don't know what to know yet I've tried some time